1: I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning, we got the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Merlin himself, Mr. Johnny Crypto Gonzo, also known as Super G is in the building, and Andrew Cashflow, also known as the Cashflow King, is joining us, so I'm very excited for today's episode. Today in Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how Coinbase revealed over 85% of crypto trading was executed by institutions in 2022, as Solana experienced another network outage this weekend showing the world this blockchain isn't up to par. The IMF is revealing a new crypto rulebook stating an outright ban is not off the table. The XRP lawsuit is revealing new details about the corruption within the SEC as an agency has filed to reveal the Hinman documents to the public. Former United States Treasurer Rodi Rios explains why she joined Ripple to change the world of finance. And as the FDIC confirmed there are over 130 banks currently working on crypto services, we break down the details, showing our listeners why 2025 could be the greatest opportunity of our era. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Johnny Crypto, I am running out of breath this morning, but I got to catch my breath because we got so much exciting news. How are you feeling, my friend? Thank you for being here.
0: All right, you take a breath and stop talking, and we'll handle it for a little bit. So (laughs) catch your breath there, and let me just start out like I always do. Good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there. Love you guys. Appreciate it. Shout out to the Italian Army as well, and good morning to Andrew and Gonzo. It's exciting. Abs can't wait to hop into it. It's going to be a short week for me, but uh overall i'm super excited we got a lot of good news today and it's really really going to be interesting so i can't wait to hop in. and
1: we called in the big guns guys we got andrew cashflow in the building this morning andrew always excited to see you how was your weekend and thank you for being here
2: yeah good morning everybody good evening good afternoon wherever you are in the world also good to see you uh, johnny and the gonzo apps of course Uh, yeah excellent here of course always uh actually yesterday went to the beach it is cold here it was about uh around freezing point and then go to the beach with a lot of wind and so i feel totally refreshed for the new week and uh, happy to be here awesome guys and super g
1: always happy to see your face my friend how are you feeling and thanks for being here
2: i'm feeling good good
3: morning good morning everyone it, it was a great weekend hanging out with shelly and then i was telling the team or i was telling the ads before the show uh you know i hadn't been on vacation in a long time so we booked a vacation shelly and i to the uh mexican riviera like we're gonna fly out of miami and so we booked this whole vacation, and then later on, I'm staring at our vision board, and it's in the vision board, bro. Like the caves of Tulum are on the vision board, and I had forgotten that. We had put that on the vision board, so we booked the vacation. So, I, I mean, I just love stuff like that. So it was super cool. We were kind of talking about it late last night. That is is on our video. Our vision board and it's kind of coming true so so that's awesome
1: that is pretty crazy and guys just to give you a little insight xrp to 589 is also on that vision board so if you want a crystal ball just call gonzo we're going to start the show off the same way we always do by showing you our good morning crypto twitter account that's at 3tgm crypto on twitter we're 52 followers away from three thousand followers so smash that follow button we love talking to you the crypto fear and greed index is sitting in neutral this morning johnny at a 50 so the exact line that we have been looking for. When you check out some of the daily movers, XCNM is taking center stage up 53%. STX is up 24. Hex is up about 18. Let's check out the total coin market cap this morning. We are sitting at 1.07 trillion in total market cap. Bitcoin is 42% dominance. Ethereum is 19%. Bitcoin is sitting at 23,000. Ethereum, 1,600. XRP is 37 cents. Avalanche's $18 LiDAO, which is a decentralized Ethereum staking protocol, has been performing extremely well up to 322. And let's go to Quant Network sitting at 127. So, Johnny, I'm going to go to you before we roll right into our stories today. Is there any projects that you're keeping an eye on? Filecoin performed extremely well last week.
0: You know, I got my eyes locked in on quant baby. I'm keeping a zero, a laser focus on that soul, bitch. That thing gets to 190 or 100. I'm hopping back in this time. I was waiting for 60 and 40, It never came. This time, I'll t- I'll be happy to DCA it around 100. So I got my eyes on that one, and I always have my eyes on the gaming sector, the gaming and metaverse sector. To me, is all is going to be monstrous, even though nobody's talking you know about it so much in the news it's all about crypto 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 but the metaverse and gaming sectors are my favorite in the space um in addition to obviously you know the banking stuff we talk about every day so that's the two areas i'm watching gaming and quant
1: guys we're gonna get right into our stories for today but before we do that we got 185 live listeners joining us show us some love smash that like button And one of our listeners commented bring us some positive news Even if you have to lie about it, (laughs) and we're going to tell the truth here, guys, because we got some optimistic news for the crypto markets. There are now over 130 United States banks actively working on crypto services, and some of the largest banking institutions on the planet have hinted at using some of our favorite cryptos. So a significant number of United States banks under the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation are increasingly exploring the crypto space, seeking to offer different services amid customer demand. The FDIC revealed as of January 2023, there were over 130 banks that were planning or already involved in various crypto-related activities. The report also noted that the banking sector was mostly involved through third-party entities due to lack of regulation. The FDIC was aware that 136 insured banks had ongoing or planned crypto-asset-related activities arrangements with third parties that allow customers to buy and sell crypto assets. And banks also provide account deposits, custody services, and lending to crypto asset exchanges. Now, there's two things that caught my attention here. One, I guarantee there's a day when we see Coinbase operating the same way that a bank account does, where you don't need to deposit into Coinbase. Instead, you have that instant liquidity. But number two, Andrew Cashflow, 136 banks in the United States of America are acknowledging and getting ready
2: for the crypto boom. I'd love to hear what it means to you. You know what I what what I see here is adoption, 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 136 on times, and uh, you know. And what I also see here, if you can't beat them, join them. That that's what happening here. And you know, I love it very much. Uh, there is also a lot. You know, there is a lot going on, and also in in the other articles. But what we see more and more that from the stage, ignore it, love at it and fight it. We go more and more in in this stage of, okay, let's join them, and and let's make the best out of it, you know, and that's that's the best for us. So we need to go, have to go through this phase of adoption, and then, you know, then then we will see institutions coming in, then a a, a tsunami of money will go in, and I think that will be, now a couple of years, we'll see that happening.
1: Absolutely, Andrew. And there's a reason we're calling this the greatest opportunity of our era. Because if you think the 2021 bull run was huge, imagine what will happen when the trillion dollar institutions come into this market and say, hey, Johnny Crypto, we're going to be holding your Ethereum. We'll hold your XRP. There's no reason to use a custody, uh, an asset custody service like Coinbase. But Gonzo, I'd like to get some thoughts from you because we heard some Coinbase news last week breaking down how they were going to be launching an independent blockchain. Now, that's not the most interesting news. The interesting part is they were going to be using Ethereum, which has obviously been given a free pass by the institution. So as the
3: Ethereum expert, what's that mean to you? Yeah, the whole thing with Coinbase last week is, you know, uh, you know, they're building it on optimism, which is a layer two scaling solution for Ethereum. And, and I think layer twos are a huge narrative. The thing that about Coinbase, though, is You know, we've kind of seen this before. They did this with the whole NFT marketplace, so it just kind of remains to be seen. I think it's great for the overall adoption, and hopefully they can pull it off. But, like, if you think back, remember the whole NFT market debacle thing? And they still have an NFT market, but it just hasn't done well. So we just kind of have to see how this thing gets rolled out and to see if people actually start using it, right? But as far as, like, the news story, though, with the FDIC, I I made that comment to you when we were talking this morning that – Uh, Isn't it interesting that Jay Clayton recently has been put on the board of the FDIC, right? If you start kind of connecting those dots. And um, I think we're going to see this more and more. I think more and more banks are going to get into, even though the narrative is that crypto is bad or that banks need to stay away, that they can't blend them together. They are blending this together behind the scenes, right? And you're going to see this more and more. And whether it's banks starting to to custody your crypto or our major exchanges that don't get regulated out of existence, start to act more like banks. Right. And coach Davies talked about this where he can foresee a future of Coinbase acting like a bank ripple, the company acting as a bank. Right. And I think we're just kind of lending to that and we're going to see that more and more, right. As we get more regulation and they get more clarity, you're going to see more and more banks kind of jumping into this.
1: Johnny crypto. Another thing that caught my attention. We played a clip last week of Hester Pierce saying that when this shift happens into digital assets, it's happening behind the scenes, bank of America, JP Morgan chase, they're going to start using this for on-demand liquidity and the everyday person like us, we're not going to see that on CNN, Fox news, CNBC. We're just going to understand that we have instant settlements. So why don't you close this out here and then we'll continue.
0: Well, abs, first of all, we have a very astute chat room and they noticed you drinking champagne this morning. So saluda to you and your champagne bottle. There you go. Adam boy. Uh, you Nothing know what
1: like I got. an 11 a.m. Monday
0: champagne, am I right? Am I right? <laughs> That's all right. That doesn't mean you're an alcoholic. You got to
1: hydrate, bro. Water's yeah. for the record, this is, this is spring water.
0: My uh, we you know. know. Relax. It's all <laughs> we, know, we know. Uh, so, Abs, this is so, so significant, this news here today, because what we've been saying on this show for a while is they're not going to let crypto spring rocket and take off until they have their fingers in it and their grips all around it and they mold it into what they want it to be and the fact that they're set you can see what's happening now the whole reason why it's been kind of slowed down and set back is they need to get their fingers in it and so that's what they're in the process of doing right now right they've they've transferred the decentralization of it and the custody of it right which is kind of in the hands of exchanges and other places. And they're shifting that look, it's happening right in front of our eyes. They're shifting the custody of it from the exchanges, which they have zero control over and profitability to their, their pockets, which they will have full control. And then they're going to unleash this own bitch. And that's <laughs> why, so for me, like at this point, you can't stop the transfer. They're going to do it their way. But <laughs> once they've got, hang on your office, you can right after me. As soon as they get it, that, that full control and it feels good. And they got it. Then, then, boom! They unleash it. Let the flip the switch, whatever you want to call it, or as Fabs like to say, switch the flip. And then they're going to let the they're going to unleash the unleash the dogs, unleash the hounds. They say, yeah, and yeah. Uh, that's when it's going to be a very, very exciting time. All that money, is just all that institutional money and all the money. It's all going to come flooding into the as as Kevin O'Leary likes to say, the twelfth sector of our of our of our markets.
2: Yeah. Let, let, let me add something to it. Uh, this week, you have the London Blockchain Economy Summit you know, in London. And there was just an opening speech of Lennox uh, Leigh. That's the managing director of OKX. That's a, that's a, that's a big uh, crypto exchange. And what you see there is a lot of work. And they are developing a standard to connect the user's balance to uh, on-chain snaps, snapshots of their connected wallets. So that means that more and more transparency will be uh, introduced in this whole in this whole area. And and when I hear that that speech, I thought, you know, this is funny because the the transparency that is needed in crypto, we also need this transparency in the normal banking system. So I, I would love to see this this yeah, be, be infected from crypto into the normal system and see what happens. So I think the exchanges and the banks and the regulators just need to grow together to a new system and they will find each other somewhere in the middle it just takes a while but uh, i'm sure we are on the on the right direction
1: Gonzo and Andrew brought up something so important, which is not only the SEC, but the big banks are going to benefit from new crypto regulation. And this is the excuse they're going to be using. Obviously, they're going to claim to protect investors, but it's these type of statistics that give them the right to do so. So the report also cautioned the need for protection, considering 16% of Americans or 52 million people have already purchased cryptocurrencies. Of this group, about 46,000 have lost over a billion dollars in cryptocurrency scams since 2021. Now, the FDIC is stating that the SEC's lack of regulation did contribute to this, but I don't think it will solve the issue, Gonzo. So maybe you can give us a little insight. The executive order by Joe Biden was put in last year, and we were supposed to have some sort of rule book by September. Deadlines continue to come and go, but one thing we know for sure, the big banks are going to need regulation before they custody these assets, and that's what we're looking at here. So what's it mean to you, my friend?
3: Yeah, you know, I mean, when you look at the SEC, they're supposed to be protecting investors from these types of scams. And the biggest scam happened right under them, right? Like you had FTX, they were meeting with FTX. So I, I think it's hilarious. Uh, but I'm, I'm not going to say that we don't because we've all been involved like in NFT projects that were rug pulls and scams. Um, but I don't think it's unique to cryptocurrency. I think it's unique to like any type of new technology or a new asset class that doesn't have regulation it becomes like the wild west right and there's all kinds of different scams right there's all kinds of different scams that have to do with with uh, cash right and so hopefully you know we already know they're going to use ftx as an example uh and they're going to like lean on that on why we need hardcore regulation um but you know sometimes when i see that statistic where it talks about money lost, are they just talking about people that got scammed out of their money or are they looking at like Losses, right? Because like if you would have gotten into a lot of your crypto projects back at the beginning of 2022, you'd be down right now, right? But unless you actually sell, you don't realize that loss. So I always wonder, are they taking account like those kind of losses or, you know, that haven't been realized yet? Or are they actual losses, if you know what I mean?
1: Absolutely, Gonzo. And we're showing our our listeners an interesting chart right now, breaking down that we are already 70% through the third halving for Bitcoin. And typically, right after this 70% mark is when the bullish price action begins. So the end of this bear market could be coming a lot sooner than many are anticipating. But guys... We love to talk about XRP on this channel, and that's what we're going to break down in this next video. As Rosie Rios released a video telling the world how Ripple is changing the global financial structure and why she chose this company to be the number one financial institution for her.
4: Waves. And so when people ask me the question, why did you join the board of Ripple? I joined the board of Ripple because XRP serves a purpose. It's a function that facilitates cross-border payments. It's not some store of value, kind of arbitrary uh, uh, value that is not pegged to anything. This is actually what legitimate financial institutions use.
0: She joined the Ripple board because.
1: And it's so important to remind our listeners: if you have a hundred dollar bill, pull it out of your pocket and look at the signature right above the Treasurer of the United States. That would be none other than a Ripple board member, Rosie Rios and Johnny. She just broke down one of the ways that Ripple is not considered a security. Of course, Gary Gensler's in the live chat, so speak directly to him. What do you think of
0: Rosie Rios' thoughts? I I love it. I mean, this. Listen, she doesn't. She got. She can. She's her ticket's made. She can go wherever she wants. And when, so this is so important to follow the people too. You know, we say follow the money. Now you want to follow the people. See where the people who have been in this space, who understand they are going, they're going there. I mean, A, they're going there because A, they might've just got paid a shit ton of money, right? And bring some credibility. Or two, they truly believe that there is something there, right? That there is a there there. And she brings it up that, you know, she knows the system. She sees a, a, a use case and an unmet need. And, they, and the value that XRP brings in solving that uh, or Ripple, the company solves, um, you know, the products that they're going to provide in the future to service this 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 new segment. So for me, it's exciting. I mean, you know, you see there's a lot of people. It's not just like they brought on one. There's like several people that worked either in the banking sector or in politics or, or, or in the government, I should say, that are now working in Ripple. So, again, all we have to do is wait for Gary. Gary, you listen. I know you're in the chat over there. Gary, just get the monkey off of Ripple's back, would you please, so we can finally see where this thing is really going to go. Absolutely, Johnny.
1: And guys, we got 275 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And last week, we highlighted an important article breaking down how Gary Gensler implied every cryptocurrency besides Bitcoin was going to fall under his jurisdiction. Well, Rosie Rios just briefly explained why she disagrees And Andrew, I'd love to play this clip before we kick it back to you. Another clip of Rosie Rios explaining the power of XRP.
4: So what would I do as an investor? One, I would follow the money. Yes, it is my name on U.S. currency, almost $1.8 trillion, with my name on it in currency circulation, so no one has made more money than I have. Boom. But if I were following the money, where is it going? It's going to the metaverse. It's going to blockchain. It's going to artificial intelligence. Technology and innovation will be the key. And here's what's important to remember: in 2007 and 2008, we saw a huge growth of investment in technology and innovation. This was during the town the downturn. What was invented in 2007 that has turned our Boom. world upside down today? Anyone? Anyone? The iPhone. Very good. The iPhone was invented in 2007. There is no doubt, and then obviously subsequent to that, you saw Facebook, you saw Google, you saw Airbnb, you saw Uber, and one of our biggest downturns, innovation still mattered. And that's gonna still be the case. This is the very
1: This woman is brilliant, and I couldn't agree with her more, Andrew Cashflow, but guys, 307 live listeners smash that like button, let the algorithm pump this out to as many crypto holders as possible. Because Rosie Rios just explained how not only have we been through this before, we know how it ends. During the bear market is when all the innovation takes place. And during the bull market is when guys like us and people within our community cash out the profits that you've made over the last three years. So the bull market is not a time to be excited. It's a time to be taking profits, Andrew Cashflow. So I'd love to kick it to you. How do you feel about Rosie Rios statements and the fact that we've seen it before? So we will see it again.
2: Uh, absolutely. She's, she's absolutely right. And actually, it started already earlier. It started in the uh, the end of the 90s, early 2000 with the dot-com bubble. And then it, it went all down and then a little bit up. And then in the 2007s, we had uh, the, the banking crisis. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's just a repetition. And there is so much to innovate. that It's incredible. So let's, let's go a little bit back to, to XRP. I did some calculations this morning. So if XRP goes to $10, which for me is reasonable, that is a 25X, then XRP is just the same value as the market cap as Bitcoin is currently. So I think we, we can make a lot of, a lot of money with, with XRP. And especially when you see also we're talking about, about all the, the, the utility of, of XRP. Yeah, there is, there is a bright future for us. However, don't be over optimistic in the time frame we are here because it's always a four year, four year cycle but as, as, as Johnny always says, have your crypto uh, exit plan ready and be aware that you have to take your 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 profits. So and it's also what what we teach in the in the, in the academy of course but uh, you know, there's so much innovation going on and all the normal money it will just disappear it will all be. Digital representatives of- Andrew,
1: I saw an interesting statistic that builds off what you just stated there. In the peak of the bull market, Bitcoin reached $1.3 trillion in total market cap. Do you know what that would be if it was XRP? That would be a $25 XRP. So when people say these drastically high price targets of $20, $10, they're really not that high. And it's guys like Kevin Cage who are better at the charts than I am. They pull the Fibonacci's on these things, and history doesn't repeat but it often rhymes. And what happened back here during the first bull run for XRP in 2018, we did a 70,000% gain in only 240 days. And of course that was flushed out of the market over the next five years. But if we did see something similar, it would take us to that point, that 4.236 on the Fibonacci, bringing us to about $12 a token. So Andrew, it's very reasonable. Gonzo, I'd love to kick it to you. How do you feel about Rosie Rio's statements and anything else that crosses your mind?
3: Um, yeah, so it's funny that you say that because uh, I think I answered a question on Twitter where I did the same thing. I did a macro Fib poll and that, that 4.26 extension is like between $12 and $14. And I said if it gets overextended at a FIB extension, it goes up to like $23 or $24. But what Rosie Rios is, said, I love her analogy, right? Because she talked about the cell phone and she talked about how uh, it changed our lives, that that technology came forward and how it changed the internet. We're seeing the same thing in the financial world, right? We know that the financial system is broken, that the Swiss system is from back in the 70s. And so all we're seeing is now with blockchain, it's incorporating and changing and revamping the financial system. And we have the opportunity to invest in that as we make the change, right? So for the people that weren't around in the in the 90s for the dot-com or that missed it, like you know, Johnny always tells the stories, we have that opportunity now to be able to invest in that, change in the new financial system. And I think it's awesome.
1: Absolutely. Donzo and Johnny, check out this statistic right before I kick it to you during the midst of this bear market, everybody who came in during 2020 talked about the shift in banking to ISO tokens. Well, what do we have here? Swift is currently preparing for this ISO migration, which will take place in less than seven days, guys, the beginning of this global shift. You're watching it take place right in front of you. And I'm sure there's many future millionaires and billionaires listening to us now, Johnny, what's it mean to you?
0: Well, first, I just got to shake my head at Gary. He's very, very creative with Fibonacci Alfredo. That's a really good dish. You should definitely try that. But, Abs, what's exciting is I think Rosie just watched our show. Because I think we just – literally, she says follow the money, right? And what do we say? Like two of the things we're watching is Quant, which is all about, about the interoperability, And two, she said Metaverse, right? Metaverse and gaming. And we all know. There's a, that's a bit. And then obviously AI, we all know the AI Bush. And to me, like AI, you like, you don't want to get into it now because it's already been overhyped, but it'll settle back down. People will forget about it. And those are the things that I think in the next bull run are going to be super huge, right? You're going to see AI being big. You're going to see um, uh, gaming being big. And you know, so, another one, talking,
1: Johnny, quantum computing, there's going to be all these blockchains oh, yeah. that are going to come out and say, we're quantum proof. Be ready, yes. guys. That is not going to be true. I, I can go into it later, but we'll talk about it.
0: Yeah, you're 100% right. There's no doubt about it. There is already talk about quantum computing and how it can hack your, your keys. And then there's going to be quantum protection. And so all that, you're absolutely right. That's probably going to be the next big thing. So we'll have to keep our eye on you know, who, who's coming out and talking, you know, where we can invest in that one. Is that That is going to be big. No question you're spot on. Johnny, you
1: know, one other thing that caught my attention. Rosie Rio said she was bullish on the metaverse, but we brought up the statistics a couple of months ago. Whether it's Sandbox or MANA, nobody's using these products. Even though billions of dollars of funding are going in, there's, there's not many users. I believe when we checked, it was only a couple dozen people. Like... 36 people on the entire planet were logging into their sandbox account every month. So there's almost no market for this. But some of the most powerful leaders on the planet are stating this will be the most important technology
0: over the next decade. So what does that mean to you, Retta? Well, you have to remember, it's not about who's using. See, you're falling into the same trap as the rest of the people. It's about speculation. This is spec. This is a speculation game. You, know, you guys have to remember. When the internet and all that dot-com stuff and everything started happening in the early 90s to mid-90s to late 90s, none of it really came to fruition until 10, 15 years later. So everything we're talking about today where everybody thinks it's going to be fully operational in one to two years, maybe it'll get started, but is it going to be fully functional, highly efficient, and optimized? No, none of that. And, and then the innovations. So look at what, what enabled a lot of it, right? The iPhone. That came 10 years later. So there are going to be things that are going to happen that are going to blow this space up but not early on like everybody's expecting. That's why I'm sitting and I'm holding like, again, that's why you have to have an exit plan. And I'm holding a lot of my bags with me. I ain't making the same mistake I made with Amazon. So half of my bags are coming with me into like 2030 and beyond. That is because I know that while there is going to be a big pump and it's going to be a speculative pump in the next year, two, three years, and then there'll be some real utility and that'll drive a little pumps here and there. The real gains are going to be made. Way- Look at when Amazon went to 3,300. Didn't happen in 1997 didn't happen in 2000 didn't happen in 2010 it just happened in 2020 right so it was it was literally 20 years later so you just have to have the right mindset or you're gonna do what I did you're gonna sell too soon and you're gonna lose out so just be careful I just warn everybody don't 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 sell too early you know abs I I, I think we're a little
3: bit closer in the gaming than we are metaverse and that's mm. why I like you know we talk about gala all the time right mm. and so instead of maybe a specific game, you know, I, the way I look at gaming is like the studios. So whether it's Gala or it's Vulcan Forge, right, with their building, you got Nakamoto Games, Remark. There, there's all these different ones, right? Some are larger cap, some are smaller cap. Um, but you can see the ones that are around and that have been building. Um, and I think we're a little bit closer in the gaming aspect than we are in the metaverse. But like Johnny says, you gotta see the ones that are still building. I, I don't like Mana as much as Sandbox. I have Sandbox, full disclosure. But, I mean, they continue to build, right? They continue to build. And then eventually, I think it'll catch on.
1: Absolutely, Gonzo. And check this brand new news out here. Every time the SEC comes in and labels new rules for the crypto market, it's under the guidelines of protecting investors. And they may have some legitimate claims when it comes to the Binance stablecoin because obviously, they were doing some illegal operations that we're going to break down here before we go to the group. So is there a method to the SEC's madness? Can a token that's explicitly designed not to fluctuate in price be considered a security. The SEC may not have been thinking of securities law at all in that action against Binance last week. Binance was automatically converting its competitor-issued stablecoins held by its exchange customers into BUSD. To me, that looks like a concern for antitrust and not a concern with Binance's token being a security, Gonzo, you're at the top of my screen, so I'm going right back to you. How do you feel about this news? This was news to me that Binance was taking all stablecoins, USDC, Tether, and anything else, and converting them automatically into their own stablecoin. There's something awful
3: about that whole process. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I know. I knew they were doing that because they had announced that, right? Remember when they converted all the USD to BUSD? And maybe that's why the SEC has an issue with it. I haven't gone deep into what the issue, uh, what their argument is besides them calling it a security. Because we know that stable coins itself are not securities, right? Because they, they, they're a dollar, they're always a dollar, right? So it seems like what the SEC has been doing is attacking either like what they did with Ripple in the way that it was rolled out, or now they have an issue with the way that it was converted to BUSD, right? And so we'll have to see how that plays out. But we knew that we were gonna get stable coin regulation. We had been talking about that all of last year and we knew that something was coming, and then now it's just coming to fruition. But, I mean, I think that's where we're going to get the first type of regulation. It's going to be in stable coins, uh, and then we'll see what happens with the rest.
1: Johnny Crypto, I want to go right back to you here. I tried to pull up some highlights on this article, and you know what? I got them deleted. So, unfortunately, I'm going to kick you I'm right out. into our next article here because re- a new report revealed that in quarter four of 2022, of all crypto traded was done by institutions, while only 14% was completed by retail investors on Coinbase's platform. Really briefly, I'd just like you to go over those statistics. What does that say to you about the state of the crypto market today? We always talk about how institutions are on the sidelines. Well, apparently, 85% of transactions on Coinbase are done by institutions.
0: Well, so what the first question that comes to mind, I want to know is what are we talking about? Or how much? Are we talking a trillion, half trillion, a billion? It, does it say in that article, ABS? Because that is. Yes,
1: it was. I believe it was $125 million. Let me double check. Oh,
0: okay, that makes me feel a lot better. I'll be honest with you. That makes me feel. So 86% of hundred billion, $100 million is what it was, $140 million, you said? Yeah, so eighty okay, so hundred million. Okay, that's that's a drop in the bucket for instance. Okay, wait.
1: So I just found the statistic here, Johnny, and guys, I want to remind you because the text is white on this article, I can't highlight it with my yellow highlighter. It yeah. says on the other hand, retail investors' assets went from one hundred and forty one billion at the beginning of twenty twenty one to forty billion dollars today. So we've seen a massive decrease in the price, but I'm sure that has to do with the actual price of the assets as opposed to people selling their cryptocurrency. Back to you, Roto.
0: Well, contribute. Yeah, I mean to me it's just a matter of what, what that number is and how much if we're talking in the millions, hundreds of millions, then that then that's that's okay. I would expect that because they were able to invest. You remember they're they're considered uh credit investors, so they can invest in this space. But what I wanna see is them not investing a lot because I want them to wait because we all know they're waiting for, for regulation. And the more money that uh, comes in now, then the less comes in later. And I'd rather it come in later after we got our bags fully packed, to be honest with you. I don't want it coming in now because if it's all in now, guess what? Then the only lift, the only potential upside is truly just retail. What you want is to be in early enough, almost so that you're in with the smart money. So when the institutional money comes up, you get that lift. And then when the retail money gets up, you get that monster lift because they're you know, retarded and they're going to leverage and over leverage. And that's how you get the big spikes. So I, I don't want to see, a. I don't care if the percentage, but that's a misleading statistic. I don't care if it's 86% of a hundred million. If it was 86% of a hundred billion. Then I'd be pissed off. So no, that's okay. That's all right. Johnny, you want to
1: hear something that might piss you off a little bit. And we're going to kick it back to cash flow here. It says, other crypto drop so cryptos dropped about 68 to 33% during this bear market while the platform's assets went from 278 billion to only 80 billion dollars now that's the not the most important part on the other hand, retail investors' assets contributed to about 96% of the total revenue for Coinbase, taking over $308 million from retail investors just in trading fees and your cash flow. So institutions seem to be getting a discount. Not really sure. We'll dive into it. That's how idiots. the
0: game works. The, the the smart money puts it in. The retail dumb money pumps it up. And the smart money takes the retail money. I mean, it's just a simple equation. Let,
2: let, let me give you a simple example. As soon as you start an account on Coinbase, yeah, you have to do a KYC, and the last step is the step buy your your first crypto. You you buy it on the most most expensive way on Coinbase. So all the time I have to say to people, don't buy it here. You have you, because you buy it on Coinbase, simple, very expensive. You need to go to Binance Advanced, and there you only pay a couple of cents. So, but that's also all those starters, they think, okay, I will invest at two, $3,000 in, in, in Bitcoin, for example, and they pay $50, $60, $70 on fees. And it, 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 so now I understand, yeah, why Coinbase love their customers, their retail customers. <laughs> it all makes sense now, Andrew, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You well, know, I, like... made, I made a video in the, in, in the quick startup section for, for, for crypto how to buy your first uh, crypto expensive or cheap you know look it up in in the in the in the courses section it's exactly written there how you should avoid those expensive charges
1: And Gonzo, I think this is a perfect time to let our listeners know, guys, if you're trying to understand this market better and you want to do it with our crew, the best place to do so is at the 3T Warrior Academy. You get free access to our Discord for about seven days. You get free access to the entire Academy. You can get access to all of our resources and the Andrew and the videos that Andrew's done, which I know are next level. I've taken many of them myself. But Gonzo, I'd like to get some of your thoughts on Coinbase's. Uh, articles here revealing that 96% of total revenue was taken out of retail investors' pockets while 86% of trading was done by institutions.
3: Yeah, I mean, if you see the fees, like they're they're astronomical compared to like other ways of doing it on Coinbase. And, and I'm not surprised because we saw in the collapse that happened in 2022, you saw that there were backdoor deals. So you have institutions that are not paying the same fees that we're paying, right? Not only that, but they're not even paying the same prices for crypto. You saw that that was some of the issues, whether it was three hours capital, Celsius, as we've seen the bankruptcies play out and you've seen what the the deals were made, they were buying crypto at cheaper prices than we were, right? And then they were dumping on retail investors. Not only that, but um, they weren't just buying at cheaper prices. They like, you know, if I wanted to get a loan, it was collateralized and then my loan would get margin called. These guys were getting uncollateralized loans, and that's how we got into all the problems we did. So, yeah, the institutional money is Punch always going to get over, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Rat snake weasel. But, yeah, they're always going to get better deals than us. Uh, and so that's just the way that it's set up, man.
0: And by the way, that's not the crypto market. Just that it's stock market works the same way. You have the you have the backdoor deals. You have the aftermarket deals where these guys can do large transactions behind the scenes where they're not paying. you. Know, they get discount pricing mm-hmm. like you're talking about console so that's never ever going to change the only way to win this game is you have to know how it's played come and you should come to the 3t academy if you can in five days or maybe in four days we're going to be launching releasing uh tickets to the public to come to the freedom conference and this is the kind of stuff we're going to be presenting and teaching there we'll be talking about how to preserve your wealth how to understand these markets um how to earn cash cash flow there's a lot of good things there so uh if you haven't be on the lookout. In five days, we are going to be launching those tickets, and you can come to that Freedom Conference in Arizona. You get to meet all of us people. You get to rub Gonzo's hair. You can actually see it's real, And um, but more importantly, you're going to learn a lot of stuff. You're going to learn a lot of things you didn't know, so, so be on the lookout for that, guys.
1: Absolutely, guys, and to just prove miracles do happen on that retreat, this is where that show started, guys. This show originally started when me and Johnny Crypto met. Over two years ago, we're approaching two years ago. feels like I've known you for decades, Rado. We're going to play this next video here, which is so important because it talks about crypto custody in the United States and how the real process and the real bull run hasn't even
0: started. Uh, To your point, the adoption of blockchain,
3: the the use cases are being discussed now. I'm I'm not sure that uh, our listeners would necessarily agree with this, but I think there is a growing sense that particularly among the um, TradFi professionals out
2: there, that history may show that cryptocurrency was really a proof case for the underlying technology of DLT and blockchain technology.
3: I'm going
1: to pause it there because this has always been a concern of mine. And we've gotten, we've seen indicators from this before. We played a video last week, Andrew, I'm going to go to you here. Last week, we showed a video about how the fed knows the the national security agency tracked down the creators of bitcoin and found it was four developers in california now what's the reason that they would allow a technology to run proof of concept before they bring out a central bank digital currencies they need independent developers to come out run these things i mean johnny crypto talks about it every day why are we still waiting to launch merlin You work all the bugs out and you roll out a perfect product. Well, what is the government's doing here? They're letting the decentralized narrative get all of these independent developers to build blockchains and promote them to the general public when the reality is they're only centralizing the industry even more over time because many of these projects are run by BlackRock. They're run by Circle. They're connected to Coinbase. Whether it's Ripple working with the World Economic Forum. So many of the currencies that we promote are also working with these dark companies and governments. So I want to start off with Andrew here. How do you feel about the Treasury Statements is
2: blockchain and crypto just a proof of use case for DLT? Is blockchain and crypto just a use case for DLT? Is it
1: a beta test for a real government-backed central bank digital currency? And they're only allowing this technology to be out here to get all the flaws out.
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, it's what you just said. Uh, software development needs to be yeah, at least uh, uh, error-free, d- default-free before you can roll it out so you get go to several stages you have your, your your factory acceptance test then you have your friendly user test and then you go to to the public and then you roll it out at only at a preferred user group and then you go you scale it up up to to, to higher levels I mean this, this system also the the, the cdBC systems, You know, that must support millions and millions and millions of people. Have you any idea what kind of system you need there? It cannot go down. I mean, it's all about adoption, also about the people. And if if it goes down the first couple of days, yeah, they lose all credibility. So, yeah, software is a difficult thing. However, over time, software only gets better. So as soon as you you correct the defect, normally it doesn't introduce a new defect. But but that's just how it works. and and yeah, the, the the major players are not ready yet to to roll it out. So uh, and that's why, uh, to my opinion, the, the whole uh, all those cases are are extended in time just to earn time to get it to, to get it done. And if it is done, then a new scam will be introduced, like uh, like how Celsius went down, how blockchain went down, went and FTX. Maybe USDT they will bring USDT down. And then it will all of a sudden the, the CDBC uh, wallet will be ready, and and there there is the solution. What JV always says: problem, reaction by the by the by the public, and then the solution. Then they will present you with the solution. so
1: though, and this this fits perfectly into the narrative that we've seen before. One of our listeners commented and said, I believe this is a beta test proof of concept for mass adoption, just like DARPA did with the internet and et cetera, before we roll out these new technologies. I just said it and I'll say it again. They perfect the technology behind the scenes before they roll it out to the general public. And I think crypto is doing exactly that. What's it mean to you, Gonza?
3: Yeah, you know, I think you're spot on, Abs. I mean, that does make a, a lot of sense. And we know that when it comes to technologies, it's always the private sector that kind of furthers the technology, and then the government kind of adopts it. So it would make a lot of sense that they would unleash this onto the world to have them uh, fix it and get all the bugs out and to ratify it and to streamline it. And then they pull it back in, in a central bank digital currency, and then they roll it out, right? Because we already know, like Johnny says it all the time, cryptocurrency, bad, CBDC, good, right? And so all we can do as kind of investors is try to figure out the rails and try to make some money because we're not going to be able to, to stop it, right? Some form of central bank digital currency is coming. Uh, and uh, all we can do is kind of make our investments around that and then just try to make some money to try to better our lives and our community's lives.
1: Well, Johnny, if you want a good laugh, Andrew, I mean, not Andrew, cashflow, Jerome Powell came out this weekend and said the central bank digital currency the number one objective is to provide additional privacy to us retail investors. So it's a classic example of them saying one thing and doing another. I'd like to get some of your thoughts before I play the next video, explaining how the Fed benefits off of decentralized currencies.
0: Oh, sorry. Were you playing that first? Nope. You're oh. here. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. I got, I got caught. <laughs> I got distracted reading something. Right, I missed hey, do you want to play this video? Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and play that video.
1: All right, guys. I haven't watched this video yet. So we're actually going to skip this thing because I'm I was going to play in the background while Johnny was talking. We're going to look into our next article, which is the IMF preferring to regulate crypto rather than an outright ban. But before we do that, 360 live listeners joining us on this Monday. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And guys, if you want a more in-depth perspective from Andrew Cashflow, the best place to do so is within the 3T Warrior Academy. So go check it out. 30-day free trial down below. But Johnny, this is the most important news we've got for today. The IMF would prefer to differentiate and regulate crypto assets rather than enforce an outright ban, though the nuclear option will remain on the table for now. The IMF managing director explained how the United Nations Financial Agency views digital assets and what it would like to see in terms of regulation. They put out a statement saying, we are very much in favor of regulating digital money. This is one of our top priorities. She said, our first objective is to differentiate between central bank digital currencies that are backed by the state and publicly issued assets and stable coins. Now we can get some more details on it here, but Andrew, I'd like to kick it right to you. What do you think about them not being able to differentiate between a government-backed token and a crypto asset or stablecoin? It's very weird that we're this early in the process. The IMF is debating banning crypto.
2: No, I'm not so sure that they are promoting to ban crypto uh, because they're also not against uh, uh, innovation. But you know what they what, what you see, and it, it's really simple. I like to have a high-level view. Um, when you have the power... Yeah, or where you have the money, you have the power. And what we see is we get it's with cryptocurrencies, but also with CDBCs, I hope so, we get more and more transparency because more and more people get aware of what's happening in the in the money world. So this is just a game and, and the IMF also and governments, they all see yeah their power sliding away. And they were. It was so funny to 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 create money for for every nice project they had. Yeah, just print more money, and then 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 we'll spend the money first. Then when it, the money is spent by governments, then the, the 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 inflation happens, and then the public gets yeah higher prices and that kind of stuff. So that that that's the whole game, and it's you know this is already played for years, but. Really, the, the cryptocurrency, the stable coins get more transparency in the system. And that's the biggest fear for, for regulators, for, for IMF, for governments. And yeah, and they feel uh, they feel the pain. But I think it's good, you know, more transparency is, is what we need.
1: I think you're right, Andrew. And I think that the Paxo story mm-hmm. we highlighted earlier is the exact reason we need more regulation. And Gonz, I'm going to kick it right to you here. She said that crypto assets cannot be considered legal tender because they're not backed by anything. the the opinion to ban cryptocurrencies should not be taken off the table if they begin to pose a greater risk to financial stability. She said that an inability to protect consumers from a rapidly evolving world of crypto assets would be the primary catalyst for an outright ban. But we've already stated they're preparing to release a regulatory framework in the second half of 2023. So we will have a crypto rulebook and we will have further guidelines. I don't know how well that's going to apply within the United States, but overall, very bullish catalyst. What's it mean to you, Gonzo?
3: Yeah, I mean, they, they're not banning crypto. I mean, that train has left the station. Absolutely not. I mean, anything that you say pertaining to that is just FUD. Like, not you say apps, but like that the media says, right? Because it's just absolutely not. Crypto is already shown to be super resilient uh, and, and it's absolutely not going anywhere. But it, w- what's crazy is that, you know, they have the solution. Like, we get all these stories about. The dollar and how you have these BRICS nations that are starting to like, you know, destroy the petrodollar and go away from that. Their solution, right, is right there in front of them, is to create a CBDC that's attached to the dollar, right? The digital dollar to keep it in power, right? We don't know how it's going to play out, if it's going to end up being like a CBDC that's attached to a basket uh, of of dollars, right? Or a basket of different currencies. Um, You know, so far it looks like USDC which is backed by cash and treasury bonds uh, is is in the forefront, um, right? Because what we use in the crypto world are, are backed by different things, right? And then the ones that haven't worked out are the algorithmic stable coins. That's what Terra Luna was, right? The next algorithmic t- stable coin to be tested is Jed, right? That's the one that um, is over collateralized um, using, uh, I forgot what it is, but it's in the Cardano ecosystem, right? But that's an algorithmic stable coin. So far, to date, we haven't had one that's really like worked out, right? They always kind of end up in the same spot. So we'll see what happens with Cardano. But um, but yeah.
1: Absolutely, Gonzo. And here's the video I wanted to show our listeners. People are debating. And Andrew, there was actually a walk or a protest in the Netherlands for a central bank digital currency. So we made a joke and we said we saw you in the crowd there. But this is an actual video about what could happen if we don't wake up and decide to revolt against the CBDC. All right. So Kevin D asks, "Do you think that citizens will revolt before a CBDC is forced on us?" Yeah. Let me even cross fingers too. Yeah. Double cross. Yeah. Double cross. I doubt uh, it though. Um, uh, I I I doubt it. Yeah. Too. I mean, how many people really know? How many people really know about CBDCs and what they really are? very few people. So when it's pitched, this is a great thing. People are going to buy it. There will be. You watch them pitch this because this is what they were talking about. If if we have CBDCs, there will be no more
3: inflation.
1: Let me just point something out, Johnny. So yesterday on Twitter, hopefully this video doesn't get banned, guys. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch my language here. Yesterday on Twitter, one of the government agencies, I believe it was whatever, it doesn't really matter, came out and said that they do believe the C-19 leak, did come from a lab. Now, the reason that I'm bringing this up is not about my political opinion here. It talks about how just 12 to 14, sorry, 24 months ago, that was considered not only misinformation, they would remove your Twitter account for saying things like that. And the reason I bring it up is because if we had social credit scores in a central bank digital currency at that time, people who were stating this true information that was considered false, not only would they have been punished, Their social score would have been diminished. Their central bank digital currencies would have been shut down. And I think that's a primary example of why we need to be self-aware and very hesitant to adopt these assets, even though, Johnny, they're going to give us free money.
0: Abs, I'm going to go back to my old saying, you got a better chance of getting struck by lightning twice in the same place than people revolting against CBDCs. It's not going to happen. It will never happen because for exactly what those two just said, they are 100% Spot on. They're going to pitch this thing as the best thing since sliced bread. It's going to smell like roses and apple pie. And it's going to be so freaking fantastic. People are going to say, are you kidding me? They, they're they going to be, not only are they not going to oppose it, they're going to be the first ones lining up to go to tell everybody to go do it. So the zero, zero, you heard it on this show, 0.0000 chance of, Americans revolting against this, it's not gonna happen because yeah, and, nobody's and, doing the homework to know what it really means.
2: And, and you know what? How how do you get adoption of a, a CDBC? Give let everybody download money. on your on your phone and then give everybody fifty dollars free.
0: Boom, and that's exactly and that's the Boom. beginning of guess what? Ubi. That's how it's gonna happen. You give people free money. They ain't going to give a shit how they get it. They're going to be happy to get it, Andrew. You're spot on.
1: Well, guys, I gotta, got I just got word from my boss right now. I got to show these guys the smartest way to track your crypto before we continue our conversation. Here we go. Have you gotten wrecked in the crypto market space or watched your crypto portfolio go all the way up and then all the way down without taking profits? If so, it's probably because you didn't have an exit plan. The good news is that doesn't need to happen anymore thanks to a new and innovative crypto tracker called Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Merlin brings all your coins into one place so you can see all your assets across the different exchanges on one screen. You can see your total portfolio value and more importantly your daily gains losses and total since inception. Merlin puts the power back in your hands so you no longer have to guess what your portfolio is doing on a daily or monthly basis. Most importantly Merlin lets you create an exit plan and send you notifications when your targets are reached so you no longer have to get wrecked in the marketplace. Go to MerlinCrypto.com, that's MerlinCrypto.com, and sign up for our free 30-day trial and get on the wait list so you can receive an email when the product is launched. Don't miss out on this new and innovative app, Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Guys, and earlier this episode, we talked about how the Federal Reserve was perfecting the product before they rolled it out. Well, if there's one thing we copied from the Fed, it is that exact concept. And we're going to give you access to our application, 30-day free trial to see everything that we've created. And Johnny, I'm not really sure there's much we can add there, but there is something I wanted to show our listeners as this is a debate between whether the home computer will catch on. We only got about five minutes left in the episode, and this is a great way to end the show. So listen up, guys. This is important.
4: Home computer sales classroom computer sales seems to seem to have peaked and now they've hit a flat period and some say they're i to don't to, think so oh yes they've, they've hit a flat period what should that tell us
3: i, I really don't believe that they've hit a flat period the, the computer market is has been and is rising at about 30 per cent per year and nowhere has there been a flat period. It is not rising at nearly the rate it was
2: going. Yes, it is. <laughs> well,
3: we disagree. We're looking, at two,
2: we're, looking at anyway, two we're looking
4: at two different sets of numbers. My question to you is, is the home computer destined to become the, the CB of the 80s, the hula hoop of the 80s? Well, I'm glad you brought this analogy because like a CB,
3: it won't be very useful in its present form, which is just talking to yourself and to your computer. But like a CB, when it starts talking to other computers throughout the whole country, when we have several
4: million machines interconnected, and people can talk to each other and can exchange views and can do, can transact, can buy and sell information, can buy and sell informational
3: services, labor. I think it's gonna be a very interesting period where we'll have an information marketplace. Right. Gonzo, we're gonna play the remainder
1: of that clip, but before I do, I wanna kick it right back to you. The number one thing that stuck out to me is me and Johnny's crypto conversation about TCPIP and the internet. So before the internet was able to communicate, with one another, it was very rudimentary, not many use cases. What do we have in crypto today? All these independent blockchains looking for an aggregate to allow them to communicate with each other. And that's why we talk about quant network all the time. So before I play the remainder of this clip, what stuck out to you about the future of information and the fact that in the 80s, they didn't even believe in home computers?
3: You know what stuck out to me is that how long it took, right? So that was 1983. And so you see it takes technology a minute, but there's always that one catalyst. Right. And like we've already talked about what the catalyst was, I think, was the mobile phone. Right. Is that really put this thing into overdrive? And so I think we're going to see the same thing. Um, You know, I have tweeted about that thing and the guy just lacked vision. And so when we make our investment thesis and what we're investing in now, we're trying to kind of think ahead. And that's why we love XRP. Right. Because we see the real world solved. We see that there's an issue in the banking system and this is the fix for it and so we're trying to think ahead right and so that's how you should be with your investment thesis and so but the guy clearly the other guy was hilarious because he just clearly just lacked
0: vision well it's just one of those things where obviously we'd love to get what's his name michael de Torzos i don't know if he's still alive but love to love to ask him that same question today but abs you're spot on and he talked about it the, the, the computer itself is, is no fun by yourself. I mean, you can play games and it was a little fun. I remember when they first came out. But what enables it is when you can then connect it to everything else. Well, think about where we are today with blockchain, same scenario. You got all these blockchains that are sitting there <clears throat> individually siloed. But at some point when they can all be brought together through interoperability, that's when you unleash the power of, of what it can actually do. That's where one plus one doesn't equal two, but it equals three plus, right? And so quant and chain link, those are the kinds of things that are going to add a ton of value because they enable bigger things to happen. Just as he's talking about here, he had great foresight there of, of, of being able to see what was going to come. And again, w- that's going to be the same, same situation I see as we move to web 3.0. Guys,
1: we got 320 live listeners joining us. Show us some love smash that like button. We got two more videos prepared. So here's 30 seconds about why the computer was destined to fail.
3: I, I quite disagree. I, I think, that, yeah, right. I think uh, uh, that won't work. Uh,
4: I, I think that, that, that the home computer is going to suffer the same fate by and large as the home movie camera. Uh, people uh, had the idea, uh, and still have the idea, that
2: if, they, if I have a very expensive, a very good home movie camera, then they can make very good movies the to be a good movie maker first yeah. that's right the problem is
1: well johnny crypto we shot the first i believe it was 190 episodes of this show off of my laptop so when he talks about putting a computer in someone's home that doesn't give you the ability to create good content i vehemently disagree and i think all of you three would disagree as well but johnny give me your closing statements and then leave us a little bit of time i want to show our listeners a quant network video and how they're revolutionizing healthcare
0: well, if I was Weisenberg or whatever his name is on the left side, I would just hope that this video never came up. He couldn't have been more wrong in every single prediction he made. He, he a guy has no foresight, you know, but that's what happens with new technologies is you just don't know where they're going to go. But, you know, by far, you have to look outside the potential where these things can go. But I want to leave you enough time. All I want to say is, yeah, at the end of the day, we know that this technology is going to bring us to the next level, apps.
1: Sorry, mute button got me there, but here we go, guys. Quant Network CEO Gilbert in explaining why Quant is revolutionizing healthcare through traditional partners.
3: Simply not true. We know that the pharmaceutical sector are at the forefront and embracing this technology, already piloting blockchain. So the biggest challenges lie with the lack of interoperability of existing fragmented systems and networks.
1: Exactly and like,
3: like we just said. The pharmaceutical sector have embraced this technology the pharmaceutical sector won't all be operating on a single blockchain across the industry, nor should they have to. Nor should they have to reconcile multiple chains and databases centrally, putting patient records and valuable health data at risk of compromise. Nor should suppliers or contract manufacturers and healthcare providers be buried under the technical complexity of monitoring and participating in multiple blockchains.
1: Now, this guy, so smart, sometimes it gets a little bit boring. But what he brought up, broad stroke here, is once these pharmaceutical companies realize that blockchain is a benefit to their product, they gain more control, they get to have more access to private information and it makes them more secure. So uh, as opposed to the TCP IP hackable internet, you can have many of these blockchains that are much more quantum proof and hacker proof than what exists today. So Johnny, why don't you just close us out here. Gilbert Verdean explaining how all these blockchains will connect eventually and they shouldn't be forced to use one product.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what he's trying to say is like right now, if nothing happens... You'd have all these individual silos happening and then these companies would have to make a decision on which one to go. And that's bad for everybody because here's what's going to happen. You're going to have 15 million different systems and none of them are talking to each other. And that's not going to work because companies then, if I'm you know, a health insurance company and I adopt one system and I'm working with my bank or somebody and they have a different system, now we can't work together. So, so it will, in fact, they won't adopt for that very reason because you have to remember something about companies apps. They're all about the the bottom line. And when you have individual systems that aren't communicating, that adds cost to the system. They don't want to add cost to their pricing. They want to remove cost from their system, right? And how do you do that? Well, you got to have systems that are more efficient than what they have today, or they're not going to change. And that's what the benefit of Quant is, and Chainlink is to be able to bring all that together. He's Gilbert's spot on. And now you know why I'm in love with Quant. This is why I love Quant. Quant and Chainlink, you got to have both, in my opinion, Again, not financial advice, not financial advice, but you gotta have both of them. I gotta have both of them in my in my horse in in my stable of horses.
1: Amazing guys. And we always say you only need one horse in this race. And I believe many of our listeners have multiple. So Congratulations, guys. We got 306 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're going to close this show out the same way we always do by saying thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to Andrew Cashflow. Thank you to Gonzo. And thank you to Johnny Crypto himself. We got Tony Edward joining the show this Wednesday. And we just showed you a video. So you know this man's brilliant. We'll see you guys in 23 hours.
3: And like we always say, Warriors,
0: guys,
3: ah, get the shit together, baby. Thanks for joining us. Let's go. Let's go. Come check me out on City Crypto, 11 a.m. Pacific.
1: Dogos going to be on Sin City Crypto 11am today guys Sin City Crypto 11am
0: today don't yep. miss it
1: See you guys later